Ladies and gentlemen, this is an extremely special episode of the CGI podcast. One of our past guests, PJ Achaturo, the founder of Battle Island and a gentleman who has over a million, one million subscribers on YouTube is actually going to teach us how to also get a million subscribers on YouTube. So we filmed this while he was driving, so the audio is a bit choppy. Uh, don't let that mess with you. Just listen through. It's value-packed. And I thought this would be really fun to do and throw this on the podcast as well. So it's not a typical episode, but it's value-packed. So uh, thanks a lot, and I'll see you in the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're really in for a treat here. Now, we have on with us one of the masters of YouTube. We have with us the one, the only... Mr. PJ. Now, PJ, you have over um, you have over a million followers. I mean, subscribers on YouTube with over 22 million views. And I'm so so excited to talk to you today. Um, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for doing this training for us. I feel like you hesitated in trying to say my last name, and it always happens. Achiturro. Say it, say it one more time in Italian. Like Achiturro. 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 Perfect. Perfect. You know that really Thank is. You so much for me. I can't believe you picked up on that. That's like every podcaster's nightmare is mispronouncing their guest <laughs> name and looking like a complete, day, yeah. <laughs> a complete asshole. So thanks for saving me on that one. <laughs> I, got, I got you, man. It's It comes from the heart. Uh, dude, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm excited to help uh, anyone who's, who's, who's listening uh, really grow their, their project because you know, that's what the Crypto Gaming Institute is all about, right? It's like we're, we're all creators here and we've all got projects that we're really passionate about. But of course, it's in an age of so much information, it's really hard to stand out from the noise. And so, you know, hopefully we can really uncover some of that today and, and have people walk away from this with some really good tips they can execute on a billion percent yes so i just want to give a little bit of context here um pj is driving in the car he's doing this on the go so you know we're very lucky um, that he was able to carve out some time for us that is a little bit of the background noise that you're hearing so i just wanted to give that uh as a heads up before we get into it so you know just become okay with that and let's let's dive into the content so pj maybe you can tell us um, just kind of uh, and kick us off here on like a high level of we're trying to grow our YouTube channels. We're trying to build our projects, whether we are, you know, podcasters that are interviewing total studs in the crypto gaming world or whether we're actually building our own game and we're trying to attract users or whatever our use case is like how do we first get started and how do we look at this from you know from a thirty thousand foot view yeah that's a great question um so by the way i'm headed to art Basel, the like nft big thing in miami so i'm excited uh if anyone else is is coming this week hit me up uh but back to the question Okay, so you're starting off, the, the number one question you have to ask when starting off any, you know, kind of marketing campaign and strategy is, who is my audience, right? It's just like, it's just like, I mean, you got to treat it like a business. It's, who's my target audience? And then how do I uniquely serve them? Because a lot of times I see YouTube channels started and everyone's like, 
I'm like, okay, why do you want to start this YouTube channel? And they're saying, well, you know, I want to grow to a million subscribers so that I can like hang out, travel the world and like live my, the life of my dreams. Great. What does that do for your subscribers though? How is that actually serving them? Because they're not going to want to stick around if it doesn't feel like it serves them. For instance, you know, like Alex Becker is a guy we're both massive fans of on YouTube. Um, but it's not because like Becker's doing the channel because he wants to be rich and famous. He kind of was already rich and famous before um, he started the channel. Uh, he just do, did that to increase his wealth, but more importantly, increase our, his audience's wealth through the valuable content that he has in a niche that he's an expert in. So for instance, you know, Becker is, is sort of now became uh, an expert into uh, mindset, habits, entrepreneurship, and now has, has really niched down into crypto gaming. And so all of his content is super niche. There's actually not a lot of other crypto gaming YouTube channels. Um, crypto gaming obviously is, is now something that you're, you're really trying to explore and become a, a, an active player in the space. But how you, let's say, Crypto Gaming Institute is going to differentiate themselves is it's not like you're making all these calls on coins that'll 10x in the next three weeks or whatever they're like, frankly, bullshit. People say just to get YouTube views. You're talking about the, the theory behind, you know, like why the metaverse is important and what are the ramifications? Because any creator in the metaverse is going to resonate and identify with your messaging when you're clear on trying to solve problems that they're going to face, trying to give them knowledge that they never would have. So maybe that's a good starting point for us. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So just to kind of make sure that we're on the same page here, um, basically step one is identifying what is our promise to the audience when they come to the show what is it that they're coming for and why should they choose to share their valuable time with us in a world where they have a billion other options a hundred percent and that's and that's a really also good good segue so you look at mr beast i'm a huge fan of mr beast we've been able to like reach out to him um a couple times he's got a really open team that shares a lot of you know their process and what they do and a lot of times what he talks about is the first like this is more i mean it's specific to everything less so for like twitter but especially on youtube and sort of tiktok but like the first 30 seconds are everything because like you said you're setting the expectations of like what the audience will get by the end of, if they stick around to the end of the video and why that's going to be like an amazing time experience or you know like you don't even have to spoil what the ending is but it, it teases them in a way that they want to stick around and so you know for instance like this podcast you know sort of like this episode is you know how to grow to a million subscribers like you know there people are going to want to stick around to the end of it because i have like seven tips that i wrote down on what can really get people to that next level from zero subscribers to like a thousand for instance and so they're going to want to stick around but if you don't make that promise in the beginning it's you don't want that kind of scatterbrain approach where they're like okay you're just monologuing on marketing like no like you know the title or something like that is how to grow to a million subscribers with these seven tips or something like that like that's how i would approach content in a way that they're able to be like okay that makes sense that's worth 15 minutes of my time let's go I love that. And I love how specific it is because, like you said, if you're just kind of ranting and raving about YouTube, it doesn't give them some, it doesn't give the audience something concrete to really latch onto. But when you see a video that's like, how to grow your YouTube channel to a million followers, everybody wants that. Literally every YouTuber of all time that's not there wants that. So that, 
inherently that is valuable to them. Right. So if we're using Crypto Gaming Institute as like an example, like how, what kind of content marketing strategy would I advise for like you if you were wanting to like really blow up your YouTube channel? Well, yeah, first we would identify, okay, what's, what's your core audience? You know, and for you, it's we've established, right, that it's creators that are wanting to create awesome things in the metaverse. Is that about right? Yeah, people who are actively building the metaverse. Yes. Okay, cool. So then how are you serving them? Well, you're, I mean, you can serve them in a thousand different ways, but really you're, you're trying to give them further tools to create better content in the metaverse, right? So it's, so this is part of the discovery mode, you know, the, the crypto gaming Institute's yeah. pretty, pretty new still, but, um, basically like the, the thing that I had in mind originally was to help showcase the the humans behind the technology and really to 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 put a spotlight on the on the people that are building the metaverse because everybody likes to talk about the projects or the charts or the coins or the tokenomics but i really want to focus on the people side because at the end of the day we're really trusting and investing in and working with people so the people who are building it to me are the most important part of it. So I want to showcase that to the world through an interview that dives into who this person is in a way that hasn't been done before. Right. And that, that reminds me of the Tim Ferriss model, of course, right? Because he's, he's trying to like give value to his audience through interviews with people. And along the way, they're learning lessons vicariously through these interviews that people are talking to. For instance, like, like, you know, they say like wisdom, like, um, what do you say? Mist personal mistakes are the slowest form of growth, but other people's mistakes are the fastest form, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of the promise that you're making to your audience is, Hey, you know, we interviewed the founder of Decentraland. Like what are the lessons he learned along the way that you could apply to you growing also to you know whatever like 180 million dollar valuation of your company fast forward two years or whatever exactly so well so this actually brings up an interesting point is it critical to be locked and loaded in on this one avenue and never change or like if you you know as it develops and grows I mean, you know, we talked, I shared a little bit of alpha with you before the show that for those listening, keep listening to stuff, keep paying attention, you'll you'll pick it up soon, it's going to be really interesting, but there's going to be multiple phases of the Crypto Gaming Institute, and I think the the mission and the vision is, is going to expand over time, so like how do you work with staying staying rigid on your goal, but like flexible on how you get there kind of thing? Yeah, that's and that's a great question. I think at the end of the day, like your your core core mission, core value is really just to serve other creators in the metaverse. Like, right, kind of essentially, Bingo. you serve them through a hundred different ways. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it, that's that's your guiding light. That's that's kind of your like one commandment is like to love other creators. <laughs> to be really Christian for a second, exactly, <laughs> it's exactly. To, lo to love other, you know, love and serve other uh, creators in this specific niche. And so, yeah, if I'm a community member, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm, I'm always on board with that. I'm a creator. I know we're early. I know, you know, the metaverse really isn't going to be like a massive public adoption thing. It could be for five years. And so I need a place 
to hang out with a tribe, right? Like, you know, like they say your vibe attracts your tribe. And so I think I'm like, I mean, that's the reason why we're on the second podcast now is because like, I really like your vibe. I really like, I want to be a part of a tribe like Crypto Gaming Institute. And there's very few other avenues out there that are like this. And so, you know, I know that if I can get in early, man, like the connections I can make, the, the, and honestly, just the, like this, like this, yeah, between strategic partners and just other people's mistakes and then avoiding them from building my own metaverse project. Like, man, this is, this is like invaluable experience to be a part of a community like this. Well, plus you also have the number one and number two, most handsome gentleman on the entire freaking internet in metaverse. <laughs> So we still we still yet to fight Becker for the title. <laughs> I, I, I can't I can't comment yet. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see. I, I tried to stir up a little. I tried to stir up a little uh, a little something on Twitter, but he didn't bite yet. But he will anyway. So let's hop back. Let's hop back. So once we've did, gotten once we've gotten locked and loaded on our mission and what we're trying to do and so the crypto gaming institute you're absolutely right like i'm here to serve creators commandment number one thou shalt serve creators of the metaverse i love that um from there that kind of opens up to me though two different uh communities well actually a, actually three different communities one are fellow creators who want to learn from other creators, network with other creators, they want to get around the people on the show, they want to be a part of this group, great, that makes sense. Two could be investors or people who have products that they're looking to work with the top creators in the space. And so it seems like they're more kind of coming at it from like a transactional spot, but they're still going to want to get access to the group and to the people and to the information. And then three, it seems like the, and, and so number two was more like uh, like VCs, I'm thinking, like more institutional investors. And then number three is more like your your gamers, your retail investors, kind of the, 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 the average metaverse citizen who's totally not average but just to to get the concept across so how do you kind of distill down like how you serve all three which one you focus on what their different needs are so on and so forth yeah that's a that's a great question and really in in marketing like they say you want to start with as small of a niche like as iterative as iterative as possible and and the reason for that is there's like this big theory that you know gets propagated a lot on twitter um call a thousand thousand fans or thousand followers but basically once you have a thousand core fans and followers that like really believe in you are diehard from you one you with a thousand people you can come up with enough products and monetization methods like patreon was a great example of this only fans if you want to be a little more uh, adventurous um, <laughs> and uh, I love how you phrase that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, with a thousand fans, you really can have a sustainable uh, business and slash be a sustainable, I don't want to say influencer, but creator. And so once, once they begin to become your evangelists of whether it's your company or your brand, I mean, for instance, you know, we've been promoting Becker because we're, we're, we're big fans. And so then we promote it to others. Like that's really where, truly viral traction comes into play and so how you gain those thousand people is you have to you you, you can't be broad you know you, you have to be as specific as possible you know so for a lot of uh youtubers actually it usually starts out with like them 
attracting people that are just like them. Like for instance, I was watching this YouTuber and she started off just doing like hair videos because she's like a 19 year old black girl in New York. And, 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 you know, she gained her first thousand subscribers by talking to them about problems that were, you know, whatever, like hair, hair solutions. And my wife's a hairstylist too. So the, she found like a really good tribe of people who were like, oh my gosh, you're so much more than just this specific niche. And so then she's like, okay, well, why don't I do into like young uh, Zoomers that like want to, want to see active vlog content in New York city. And now it's up to creators that want to create people you know like create better youtube videos and then eventually it's just going to be her as a brand like gary v went through the same phases too where initially i think he just talked about wines and wine direct and then it opened up to his next niche and then his next niche but you have to start with like a super specific niche as possible so for you for crypto game institute i really think it's it's about you focusing on just finding creators to start with and then once you have a really active community of creators if i'm a vc I'm going to want to be like, where are those guys hanging out? Because I want to invest in these next massive projects. And then eventually, now that I have a really sustaining ecosystem where, you know, creators are finding VCs and part projects are coming to life. And now I'm a, let's just say, average citizen or even just someone in the metaverse who wants to invest in these awesome projects before they're fully, fully public. Well, great. Now you've got your third category. I love that. So it's focusing on... It's, it's creator first because now that I'm thinking about it, you're absolutely right. Dude, freaking number one handsomest and most brilliant. And I, I know handsomest isn't a word, but yeah, you got to just throw that in there every once in a while. So it is now. So focusing on the creators first, that is absolutely the key because, because we as creators are the catalyst for everything else. If we're not creating... There's nothing to invest in. There's nothing to consume. There's nothing to drive other growth. So as far as like the, as, as far, and now I want to get real specific because, you know, why not? Let's actually, let's, let's lay our cards on the table here. So in our, in our discord, the, the CGI discord, there is for, for the creators only who come on the show, um, there is like a super secret, uh, special place just for those creators to go. Um, would you focus specifically on that one spot, that one corner of the community and just build that up as much as possible and go all in on that yeah. first? Yeah. I and here's and here's why I would do that. Is because like I so I work with a lot of like coaches with investors and entrepreneurs. Like that's that's how I've helped them a lot with like marketing their programs and stuff. But I was like we just talk about like just get 10, 10 to like twenty people to become your core group. That these are these are your ride or dives. Like your your tribe has to start small, and you can always scale once you have a really healthy base. And be and because you know like your vision is you're not just creating a following of like educational content for the masses. Like that's not actually your niche. You're not necessarily like that's not your short term goal. That's a long term goal. And so. For, for you, it's really about creating like this, like really unique community of people that give a, that are very active in each other's projects. They give a lot of value. And the only way you can do that is by like really prioritizing those initial wave, you know, people. So for in this instance, like your podcast guests are like, I was messaging some of the other guys like offline, like, dude, I love, you know, like eternal 
Warriors or whatever, like, like talk to me about how you guys are get finding, where'd you find your concept artist? Like, that's like a really massive value add for, for us to like have problems. And, and you're not even in the equation of that, but you as the community organizer, and this, you know, this is almost less about marketing and more about like community, you know, organization. It's like, how are you facilitating those interactions to happen? Like we talked about by creating like a monthly, you know, group call, where you're personally messaging each person there, I'd be like, "Hey, man, I, I would. We're doing a group call. Everyone's bringing like one thing to the table. Where you know you're talking about like one hack that's really worked well, that it's giving you a lot of growth in your thing. I would love for you to share this at this call at this time. Now you're really able to like stimulate that part of them that's like, oh man, I I'm important, I'm wanted, and I have something of value to add. And who else is going to be there? All these other people I really respect. Okay." Awesome. And eventually it shifts almost to this, like what they call the mastermind format, which is another really popular thing in entrepreneurial circles, where in your hot seat, you share one thing that you really question it at, that other people can learn from. And then two, you share a big problem that you have. And then that is a magical, magical formula for community retention, because now I get, I get to give away something which adds value to others. And then I get to get something which gives a lot of value to me. And because there's other people that are farther along in your process that know exactly what you need for that problem you have right now. Dude, you are actually a genius. That is so, so, so brilliant. So, so let's, let's tie this back now. Let's tie this back now to YouTube. So, because that that all clicked in my mind and that is so much alpha for building this building this community um and thank you for that um so but let's tie back to youtube so as you're you ha now have your target audience you know how you want to serve them and you've identified who they are what they want how you can provide value to them and now we actually kind of jumped into Okay, well, let's bring them off of YouTube into a community and let's take it to the next level and really build, you know, true, true, true fans. What's the next step for the YouTube side? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what we're really trying to connect with. Let's just say first first creator like in this in using your you as a case study or crypto gaming student as a case study like when you're going to YouTube, you're, you're, you're still trying to stay niche. You're really not trying to get the masses in the metaverse. You're really just trying to find other creators who are wanting to create content within the metaverse. So now, now you're wanting to create, essentially solve problems that they're going to be, in this case, YouTubing questions based around. It's called like search-based content. So, you know, most, they say they, I think they said 65% of YouTube searches are like problem solved, pro, like, you know, like me, like my car is making this weird light sound. How do I get it off? Or like, how do I hang out a thing? Or how do I X, Y, Z? And so it's kind of the same way, even if it's not direct searches, it's like top 10 games in the metaverse or whatever like that. The problem you're solving is like, I, I don't, I don't know, you know what those are, but I, I want to invest in like upcoming games that haven't mooned yet or whatever like that. Like that's a problem you're solving. And so for you, you know, I think it's, it's like it's thinking about, all right, what, what are the problems that are, you know, befalling like, you know, all up and coming metaverse creators. In this case, this episode is a great example of like how to market your metaverse project. Like that's one, that's one thing you can solve. Like another thing you can solve is like, you know, developers. Another thing you can solve, like, you know, problems on the blockchain, coding on the blockchain, tips and tricks. Like, you know, again, like what we're saying, it's, it's all 
learned wisdom that shortcuts these creators time to get up and running. Like that's, that's why they keep coming back to your content because you're constantly kind of a step ahead of them in trying to like build out their, their, like give them more tools to build out further, better, faster, more profitable. So it seems like just to make, again, just to make sure we're on the same page. So it seems like once you have, you kind of build your foundation um, in the previous steps that we talked about. And then it seems like once you really dialed in what you're trying, who you're serving, how you're serving them, you kind of just keep pressing that button and then get even more specific. So like you hit your long tail keywords, you hit your specific problems, and you just, you just tackle every single issue within your super specific narrow lens, and you just go dominate that one corner of YouTube, and you just, and you sit there and you just, you know, address every single problem within that one specific tiny lens. Totally. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. I think, I think the only other style that I would say would be, um, if you're like a true creator, like creating unique and original, almost like story driven or narrative content, for instance, you know, Xanadu in the, that channel, right? The, yes. the blue guy in the metaverse that's yes. using the Unreal Engine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a great example. So he's not creating educational content. He's creating entertainment-based content. That's that might be a direction at which if you're a creator in the metaverse, you're wanting to go. We're like with Battle Island and you know our like um essentially metaverse-driven movie that we're creating, we're probably not gonna get too deep into educational driven content. We're gonna be putting up you know segments from the film, like different different aspects to where we can really entertain and, and, and show people like what movies will look like within the metaverse in the in, in sort of the years to come. Um and so yeah, I think for you an educational based approach, but also the entertainment based approach approach works too it's just honestly it's a lot it's a lot harder for me to create just like xanadu like that channel is only able to produce i think one video a month because it takes them around four weeks to create each episode however he also does some educational stuff in behind the scenes aspects of it like hey if you're wanting to create yourself as like a digitized version of the metaverse here's how we're doing it and i think he's got a couple of those episodes as well where he talks about you know all the different technology aspects going into that and he gets the benefit of both things of, of people who are just watching and they're let's just call it like you said <laughs> your pejorative of metaverse citizens what a freaking slur man god how dare you <laughs> call people such muggles <laughs> citizen <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think that's going to be a powerful term though i i think that's going to oh, yeah. be a, a a compliment over time yeah yeah i i, I agree i agree Ple plebeian uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> so but like but oh yeah, go yeah ahead. But, but, but people on both sides watch his content for instance yeah like nor normies or whatever will watch his content just because it's fun but then you've got all the creators like you and i who watch it like ooh, i want to i want to do that like how how can i at one point a little down the road also have a digitized version of myself to where i'm not just recording cell phone videos for youtube but like i mean eventually we'll have that turnkey technology to where version of ourselves that honestly to some degree even like with simple iphone tech like can totally be you know same facial expressions all that but now in a metaverse like that we're only a few years away from that being pretty off the shelf 
Yeah, we're we're close. We're very close. Yeah. So, okay, so here's here's a question on that one cuz I like this this delineation of educational versus entertainment. Um now for me specifically like and just, you know, just in the couple conversations that we filmed, you know, I, you've probably noticed, like, I like to joke around. I'm kind of goofy by nature. Like, I want to have a good time. And this stuff is, like, super fun. And there's, like, there's no reason it needs to be, like, dry, buttoned up, like, not fun. So I think, yes, like, I am kind of coming at it from the educational part of it. But as, as specifically for the interviews, like... To me, the story is the most compelling thing. And yes, there's a lot of education in it, but it's a story. It's the inspiration. And, I mean, I like to be goofy, so I'm trying to have a good time on the show just because that's what I do naturally. So, like, it feels to me like I'm not specifically one side or the other, um, that it's kind of both. Do you think that's an issue? Or, like, should I kind of pick? Or, like, how, how do you, how would you parse through that whole thing? That, that's a really, really seminal question. And like, cause everyone's trying to figure out who they are on camera and find their voice. Like every, when true, it's true of every artist within the niche of their work, but it's also true of every like essentially like communicator and how we present ourselves online. And Gary V and I'm, and I'm in the Gary V camp where it's, it's Gary's like, be unabashedly you, even if you lose, you know, for instance, like Gary's like extremely vulgar, which in a 21st century context, honestly, like vulgar, vulgarity is not has the stigma that it did, you know, t even 20 years ago. Like it's it's whatever. So I don't care about that. But he's like being himself actually did make him lose a lot of his audiences because, you know, like whatever parents wouldn't let their kids listen to someone who's like, you know, saying the F word like, you know, 100 times within the space of a minute. But Gary's like, I'm never not going to be myself because that's who I am. And, and that's like a part of his core value is being authentic. And, and for him, like he grew up in the streets of Jersey. And so, you know, just being like absolutely crass with every other word it's just part of who he is and so he 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 just he's committed to that authenticity and people love him for it because they know he is who he is on screen as he is offside and it's the same way with this like for you you gotta you gotta be your your true authentic self on the podcast because if if you're holding back like i think people get that subconscious reaction like oh maybe ben's trying too hard maybe he's too buttoned up maybe he's trying to sound like someone else like because people are going to resonate with the goofiness like i certainly do as well i'm a serious intense guy but i'm also like extremely you know just not serious at the same time it's like but that's why life is fun because you know we're, we're doing all of these awesome projects which have massive implications but at the same time we're gamers we're fucking gamers like, <laughs> why are we taking this all so seriously like yeah we're all trying to make a big bag in the process but like if the journey wasn't fun then why, why are we doing it I love that. I love that. So when it comes to the, and again, I want to tie back to YouTube here. You know, we're, we're, talk, we're really talking about finding our voice and letting it shine through. Um, how much do you like to experiment with different types of videos? Like, really, I haven't done in a very long time, and I, I haven't actually admitted this before, but when I was like a kid in like the ninth grade, I did like a more of a skit-based comedy YouTube channel that's thank thankfully buried deep, deep, deep in the archives. But but to almost do like more of a you know more of a of a funny or or you know something 
something that's not even close to like educational in nature, but just funny and hilarious, almost like a you know like a um, what's the word I'm looking for like a like a South Park type thing where it's like more of a social critique, you know like throwing that in there to me sounds like a fun thing to do you know like almost doing a youtube video of like how to not invest in the metaverse and then you know like buy when it's pumping a thousand percent and like so how do you view that and throw that in and experiment yeah i i mean yeah i would say your instincts are serving you well because that's 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 the kind of content you want to see and your only hesitation on why you don't want to do that is your fear of failure, which is very common. Don't worry. It's not just you. It's all of us. We all don't want to look goofy. Like, and that's the nature of comedy and humor and acting and entertainment is there's like the reason why not everyone does it and few people do it well is because everyone's like, I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't want to feel stupid. But, you know, like my background's in acting just as much as it is in directing, like every actor and especially every improv actor, like, has to fail a lot to get comfortable with the habit of failing in a way that moves them forward with each iterative step. Like, and every artist has to work through that terrible, terrible, you know, grind as well. When you're, when you're first, like, trying to sing, when you're first trying to play guitar, like, it's not good. But, you know, like, a lot of times we all get shut down because we think, oh, it should be amazing off the gate because we're talented in these other areas. But that's not the case. Like, you know, if, if I haven't worked out ever in the gym, do I expect to get, like, ripped overnight? No, I expect to have, like, a long thing. And it's the same with, like, even just social media in general. Like, we shouldn't we shouldn't have this presumption that we're going to, like, have on-the-nose home runs with every episode on the first hit and even if we do we shouldn't have the expectation that each one is going to go viral just due to the magic nature of it being great no like it just takes consistent reps and then over time just like working out like you are going to consistently build growth over time and be comfortable with it you know because the same way with your humor i like you should you should do sketches you should do sketches because they will suck and they'll also be funny at the same time like oh my god we have so many shitty youtube videos of things that didn't land but those were the stepping stones and the ones that you know like went viral later uh is is because we made bad ones along the way i love it i love it now i want to also talk about lot doing things live and live video um I'm not exactly sure how much you've experimented with it, but how do you see that as part of an overall YouTube strategy? Live content. That's, that's okay. So some people, I was just watching a YouTube video where they did it live. They did like, like I was, I was watching it before this. Um, it was like, like I said, seven tips to growing, you know, to like 10,000 subscribers and they did it live. And it was it was cool because he was like validating his community he was like all right patrick asked this question you know at the end like he came up with seven ones on his own and then he took time for questions in the audience like i think that's a great format you know it's 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 maybe not as time like it 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 can feel sometimes like you're wasting time um but if you can cut down the if you can cut down the best nuggets of those like live things and then recycle them later towards like more edited content it offers value on the front end because people feel like oh you're actually talking to them and then later on it you know it offers uh what do they call evergreen value because it's it's truncated to cut out all the space in between i love that so uh, that kind of then leads me to the next question which is 
now that you know once you've once you've put together a lot of content and specifically i'm thinking for the interviews i think one of the magical untapped pools of value um that i haven't explored yet is taking clips like two to five minute clips from the hour-long interviews and republishing that as like little teasers or trailers or little standalone bites because one one specific uh segment of one specific segment of the interview that could go that could go on to go viral in and of itself as an instagram reel 100 percent. and this is yeah and this is really where the power of you having like more of like an editor beyond that like i think for you and and this is like okay let's you know we're thinking of ourselves as ceos those of us who are creators or you should be you know like because our time is very valuable right and and, and this is more an entrepreneurship lesson but it's, it's really applicable to people trying to grow their social media followings it's like i know that myself like as a ceo I'm worth a couple hundred dollars an hour because I can get I can get a lot of high value activity done that that not not everyone else can. It's you know, and that's including vision casting, communicating with others, XYZ. Those are my genius sums. And so the the problem is a lot of times entrepreneurs limit and and have a massive opportunity cost of things they're missing out on because they're stuck doing the minutia. Now, when you're starting out, a lot of times you don't have the capital to delegate responsibilities, but as you grow and as you have more capital, it's always worth the investment of paying guys like editors to recreate your long form content into short form content. Um, because like I said, like, let's just say you have, you have only like two hours one day to to work on this project well if you could do two podcast interviews and then you're subcontracting the editing of those out and 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 not just like the editing of the full podcast but like we talked about like that like reformatting four segments of content for TikTok, and and we'll just call these the vertical short teasers so gary v is a really good um example and, and 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 you know what i really want to share today is like just copy the people who are success like what did i say like luck leaves clues i think it is and uh gary gary is someone if you're wanting to grow your social content he does it really well because he follows the same format as you do ben where he just does interviews kind of once a day every single day and then his team cuts that content into bite-sized content. But then he has a call to action to listen to the larger piece content. So you're basically going to do the same thing as Gary Vee. I love that. I love that. And I actually think, I actually think publishing them again as YouTube videos, just smaller ones. I think that's even just to get started. That's enough because you may talk about five different topics within one interview, for example, but somebody may only be interested in one or two of those five topics, and that can go on to just be so valuable for people because they don't have to dig through the hour-long video to get to that one thing that they need. So that in and of itself is valuable to the audience. Yes, one of my favorite um podcasters and thought leaders is a guy named Naval Ravikant. Have you seen his content? Yes. I actually, I've seen some of the things you've retweeted on Twitter from him. Yeah. He's amazing. Gonna watch it. But his podcasts, I wish they were long, but they're really short. And how he does that is he'll do, you know, weekly, like, two-hour podcast or something, and then his team just chops it up into two to three-minute chunks of relevant segmented 
for instance, if we were going through seven steps, like I tried to today, it would just, those are seven days of content with three minute sort of little chunks in that. And then that gets its own podcast. He, he's really short form. It doesn't work for everyone, but I thought that was really cool. And then there's also, you know, if he had a TikTok and whatnot, that would just give repurpose to that. With and If we had faces, you could do our faces. And if not, just do text on screen, like subtitles in an engaging way. I love it. I love it. So, hey, I want to be respectful of your time here. Um, what else on your list of seven things to get to a million YouTube subs do we not tackle? Let me run through that. Okay. So, number one, create a lot of messy content. Like they say, to, to start out, you almost have to create like 35 videos on YouTube just to get your flow of like who you are, what your voice is, to where also when people visit your page, you have a lot of content for them to consume. Um, number two is like we talked about is you creating service-based content that is not serving, like is not a selfish way of creating content, but really is service-based for others. Three is study your competition. We talked about this in the episode, like success leaves clues. Um, making your own mistakes is the slowest way to learn, learn from others, get mentors or hire agencies as well. You can delegate a lot of marketing tasks, but I'll say with the caveat that it has to come from your voice. For instance, you're the face of that YouTube channel, but your strategy, episodes for content, the editing of the content, the distribution of the content, all can be delegated to other members on your team or other turnkey service agencies that are like whatever, you know, 20 to 30 bucks an hour. It's, it can be pretty affordable. Um, for create search-based content, you know, like think Alex Becker's like, what gaming cryptos can I buy that I can get a 10X ROI? You know, what are questions people in your niche are asking? Um, five, have a very specific niche to begin with and then expand that niche over time. Six, we didn't talk about this today, but collaborating with others. I mean, your podcast is a great example of, you know, like if I had a big audience on Twitter, which, which I know because until crypto, I haven't been on Twitter. But um, if I had a big audience on Twitter and I shared it with my followers, you know, now you're going to gain a lot of my followers that really engage with the podcast and thought your value was. So that's a really way to go from zero subscribers to 100,000 or whatever, you know, if you're interviewing the right people. Um, and then finally, um, like just be committed. Like com commitment is the foundation to all accomplishments. Social media grows very hard, but it's it's worth it. It's like it's like working out. It's like going to the gym. You don't success. You don't fail your way. <laughs> you don't success your way to success. You fail your way to success. So go into it with that that understanding that this is going to be one of the hardest things I ever do, but it's going to be one of the most fulfilling things I ever do, and this will help me get to my goals and dreams. And most importantly. This will help others get to their goals and dreams. So that's that's it, man. That's my seven tips. Mic drop initiated. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, PJ, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate you um, sharing everything that you have. I mean, really, to get to pick the brain of somebody that has gotten to over a million YouTube subscribers is just truly, truly a gift. So I just want to say thank you again. Yeah, no worries, man. It's I, I hopefully it's the first, you know, or the second of many awesome episodes to come. And I'm looking forward to just continuing to hang out in the Crypto Gaming Institute's community and helping grow this with you, man. It's a, it's a real big pleasure to be here. So thank you for having me on today. You're the man. To everybody watching and listening, go follow PJ everywhere on all of the different channels. Uh, and where would those be? Um, yeah, 
I guess I guess crypto Twitter is 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 now the new place to direct everyone to. So I think it's just my name, PJ A C C E T T U R O uh, at Twitter, and uh, that'll that'll help you keep you updated. Also, we have a movie called Battle Island Check that out. We got an NFT drop coming this year about a bunch of teenagers uh, stuck in the metaverse, and that's going to be one of the first metaverse films. So it should be exciting. And uh, yeah, looking forward to connecting with everyone. Thanks for having me on today, Ben. You're the man. Thanks, PJ, and everybody. Thanks for listening. I will see y'all in the next episode. Take care.